Somebody that changed our music, Jared. Welcome to the... What, what show is... What is this? This is Sword and Trial, baby. Somebody messing with our music while I was gone. Welcome to the Sword and the Trial, a podcast of Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries exists for the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of churches. I'm Jared Longshore. And I'm... Tom Askell. Yes, and that is Kanye West. Kanye in the West. Background. That is Kanye West because Kanye has done professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and dropped this sweet album. So he's become a Christian? He's become a Christian. Now, wait a minute. Can we be sure of that? Should we be calling Kanye a Christian? <laughs> yes. Yes, we should be called. Let's just go right, dive right into it. In the <laughs> first section here, we want to talk about Kanye West, uh, evidenced by his track playing in the background. Because Kanye has uh, gone to church and heard the word, and uh, apparently what I hear is he's, you know, he's, uh, I heard one guy say he's kind of been haunted by Christianity and his music, you know, mm-hmm. he had Jesus Walks, which is from, I don't know, back in the day, uh, but now he's attending the church, and he's heard the word, and he says, I'm a Christian, and he's done a number of public appearances on this, uh, he's even got Sunday services that he's doing, and uh, I don't know nearly everything I uh probably that other people know about this situation and yet the man has said i'm a christian and i think we should say amen he's produced a track called or an album called jesus is king and is that what's called jesus, <laughs> jesus is king, king. isn't that I, crazy I've, I've listened to a little bit i'm like well amen to that yeah um, so yeah i think in in general we should be saying well hey this sounds great yeah you know I, it seems like they're maybe three or four things that are coming together here that are creating some difficulty among Christians about how to respond to this. One is celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, you know, what's happened in celebrity culture when somebody professes faith in Christ who is a celebrity and um, it just doesn't go well. They flame out and that becomes problematic and, and it leaves a stain on the profession of faith in the gospel that we all love and that we want to promote to others. So there's hesitancy when there's celebrity attached to it. And I get that. And I think maybe there's a, there's some prudence and wisdom in that. But then the other thing is the scripture tells us that there's rejoicing in heaven when one sinner on earth repents. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, well, in heaven, do they say, well, let's wait a minute and see if Kanye's legit. You know, let's, let's wait. Or when does the celebrating begin? And if that's going on in heaven, shouldn't we have that same sense here? And so I think, would you agree? Our default mode ought to be to accept what someone says when they come and profess Jesus Christ is Lord, and they're they're not denying that outwardly in how they live. Yeah, I, I do think that's where we should come down. And I think it's interesting to see um, it, the fact that Kanye is doing this and the way different people are responding is insightful to the way that we think about conversion yeah. and the way we think about public profession of faith. Um, so I want to get into that, but I, I want to tell you one of my favorite Kanye things that I've watched. I've been you got watch- a, you I've, got a Kanye thing. I've got a Kanye thing. I've been watching Kanye. <laughs> he's done a couple of, of like interviews, and I've been watching the interviews. And one of the things he said to uh, the guy, he, I think his name's James Corden. He's on an airplane with the guy, and James is telling him about. Uh, so you're a Christian now, and Kanye's like, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know. And he's got a whole choir with him that's singing these amazing songs. Oh, I saw that. And one. then uh, James says, well, you know, what do you say to people that are like, you know, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, is he really a Christian? So Kanye said, it's like he got all like Vantillian presuppositionalism <laughs> on him. It's like he's, he said, um, he said, he said, you know, you're, you're a, you know, when you're awake, right? And he said, and you know, when you're asleep, right? 
And he goes, I'm awake. <laughs> He's like, all these people, he said, all these people out in the world, they're asleep. I said, oh, my. It's, yeah. like, it's like he had read Van Til. And yeah. uh, so, boy, I like that one. That one was really good. Yeah, the, I, I saw a clip, too. He's on one of these late-night TV shows, and I forget who the guy is, Jimmy Fallon or somebody like that. And the, the fella asked him, so uh, would you now consider yourself a Christian artist? And he said, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christian everything. I'm a Christian everything, man. <laughs> oh, man, I, I wish more people would think like I'm that. I'm a Christian everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what are people to do about this? Well, yeah, I think you have to get down to the fact of the way God works in the world. What does he do? Well, mm. he causes people to be born again by the yeah. Spirit. We yeah. know doctrinally, biblically that this happens. We know that the Spirit of God um, causes one to come to life. He's dead in sin, and then he's alive. In Christ, and God has designed the world in such a way that the person's hair doesn't like set on fire when that happens. He could have done that if he wanted to. He could have made their hair turn neon. Uh, he didn't, and so it's an internal change that happens that God has seen fit to keep secret from our physical eyes, yeah. and yet it manifests itself in certain ways. It's going to manifest itself by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So someone is going to say. I believe in the crucified, risen Jesus who was born of the Virgin Mary. He's going to, the, a person that is born again will acknowledge Jesus and will say, yes, I trust in Jesus Christ. So that's an evidence right there that this person is proclaiming faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, well, another kind of um, assurance to a person is that the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. But that happens to me. And you don't necessarily see that either. The Spirit is bearing witness with my spirit that I'm a son of God. You can't see that. You can hear my profession, my f the first kind of sign. Yes, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, a third sign evidence is going to be a transformed life. And so over the course of time, my life is going to become more and more conformed into the image of Jesus. At the outset of someone's faith, well, we know doctrinally the person is in sin. The person has lived in sin. And now he's saved, but he's still going to make mistakes, and mm -hmm. she's still going to make mistakes, as every last one of us were, did, and when we were baby Christians. We still make mistakes now, but, you know, there is progression in the Christian life. If you take all of that together, well, you, you should know, I, I don't know, I can't peer into his heart and know the case, nor am I supposed to. It's something mm -hmm. that God has not, you know, revealed to me. And time will tell when it comes to that third proof that I've said of a person's, it, that takes time in order to see. And therefore, this person is professing faith in Jesus, like he's saying, yes, the Jesus of the Bible. I read the Bible, and I'm trusting in Jesus. Um, he's making an accurate confession of what that Bible teaches in a general-like way that a person does when he comes to faith. I think we just learned to say, amen, well, praise God for that. Isn't yeah. that wonderful? And certainly, we ought to pray for Kanye. I mean, because can you imagine having every word you say, every step you take, uh, publicized all over the place, and yet that seems to be his life. And if God has worked a saving work in his life, which it certainly seems that he has, then what an opportunity, and yet what a minefield that he's navigating now. Because I am sure that a person of his stature and influence is being pulled in a thousand different mm -hmm. ways, and there are people that don't have his best interest at heart and people who certainly don't have the interest of the gospel at heart that would love to be influential in his life. One of the things that gives me encouragement is I, I've got friends who know his pastor, the guy that has led him and, and been teaching him regularly over the last several months. Now, I don't know if Kanye has joined this church as a member, has been baptized or not, but certainly those are means of grace. That is what God's called upon believers to do. 
And that would be wonderful. If he hasn't, that needs to happen, and this pastor needs to shepherd him to do that so that he becomes accountable to a local body of believers. One of the dangers I think we face is there's a temptation to think, oh, well, because a person is prominent or political or a celebrity, that the normal rules don't apply. And that's not true. We can't let go of what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. The normal means of grace apply to Kanye West, just like they do everybody else. Normal accountability, normal ways of following Christ. Those are just as true for him as anybody. And, and yet there are some peculiar challenges that go with a guy who has to live in the spotlight like that. So what do we, what do we tell a fellow like that? Hey, you just need to get out of the spotlight. You just need to quit um, being a hip hop artist or what all I'm sure he's, I think he's involved in all kind of multiple uh, business endeavors. No, man. Redeem that for Christ. Use that for Christ. And uh, take, even I would encourage him to, to take what he's done that has been illegitimate. Maybe we've been abusive and things that he would repent of and be sorry for now. Follow the example of Zacchaeus. Now, if you have misused people, if you have done things that have been sinful in the process of building your wealth, here's an opportunity for you to glorify God by investing in wonderful God promising God blessing ministries, man, I would encourage that. Yeah. Boy, much to uh, learn from the whole experience. Again, um, one of the key things in my mind is uh, when we assess the professions of people, uh, we need to remember that we're not God. We don't know what God knows. And so don't, don't wait for that knowledge that he knows in order to live your life. And so, yeah. Okay. Here's a guy that's professing. Just rejoice, say, man, this is great and wonderful. And, you know, with anybody's profession, and we, we see this, so we hear this in the Bible, they went out from us because they weren't of us. Right. Well, those people that had affirmed the faith of that professor that then walked away, they don't need to be thinking, well, you know, boy, we got duped, you know, and so I'm going to make sure that I really, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to say anybody's a Christian until yeah, I yeah, have yeah. all of the evidence. It's like, no, you didn't get duped. I mean, you just, you looked. God is the one who has limited your knowledge in that sense. And so you say, praise God for this. Let's see. Let's let's rejoice that Kanye West has just released an album yeah. called, Je- called Jesus it's, is King. And it's be, even the people that hate what he's doing, they're having to use that phrase. Isn't oh. that awesome? This is being talked about all over the world. Jesus, Jesus is, is king. king. So Jesus is King. Uh, grab Kanye's album. And Kanye, welcome to the kingdom. I want to invite you to the upcoming Southeast Founders Conference It will be held in Cape Coral, Florida, December the 5th through the 7th. The theme of the conference is the law and the gospel, which is a vitally important issue in our day. Dr. Tom Nettles will be our keynote speaker. He'll be joined by Jeff Johnson, who's a pastor in Conway, Arkansas, as well as Jared Longshore and myself. In addition to the regular conference teaching, we're going to have two special events at this year's conference, and I really want to encourage you to come and be a part of these events. We're going to have an open warehouse where you'll get a chance to tour through the Founders facilities and see kind of how we do things, including the facilities here in the Founders studio. And then we're also going to have the premier showing of the Founders Synodoc by what standard? God's world, God's rules. Would love for you to come and be a part of it. Space is limited. You can get more information at founders.org. Let me encourage you to go there and register today. 
Welcome back to the Sword of the Trial. In this segment, we want to commend to you one of the Founders Study Guide commentaries, this one on the little book of James. And this is by Curtis Vaughn, uh, the late Dr. Curtis Vaughn. He was a New Testament professor at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Dr. Vaughn was my Greek professor. I had wonderful privileges of uh, sitting in his classrooms, listening to him exegete the Greek text mm. and trained men to think along these lines. In fact, I'll, I'll never forget one of the things that happened in, uh, I think, a first semester class with him in Greek. We were studying through Ephesians, having to read through Ephesians in Greek, and uh, one of the my classmates read verses 4 through 6, and afterwards he said, Dr. Vaughn said, I know what this says, but what does it mean? And Dr. Vaughn looked at him and said, son, it means exactly what it says. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was that was like a big milestone in my theological education. You know, the text really means what it says. So Dr. Vaughn's great. This little study guide on James is great. Of course, James is a wonderful book. Uh, it's it's a book that has some landmines in it in chapter two. If you're not thinking rightly, if you're not letting Scripture interpret Scripture, then you can twist what James says into suggesting that it takes more than faith to be justified. Curtis Vaughn deals with that very, very well, very carefully, and showing no works are absolutely essential in our salvation, but it's Christ's works that are the basis of our salvation than our works that are the outworking of that salvation. So he's very good in that. These study guide commentaries you can put in the hands of anybody in your church or anyone that's not even a Christian that wants to study the Bible. He outlines the text very well, and he gives you kind of the uh, the leading uh, statements from some of the best historic commentaries available. So highly recommend Curtis Vaughn's commentary on James and the Founder Study Guide commentary series. It's on sale for the next week, so you can go to founders.org and get it at a deep discount. When we come back, we want to continue to consider God's commands revealed to us in Scripture. We're going to be considering what it means to be slow to speak. And I can assure you, I don't want to go the way of any organization that says, we think critical race theory and intersectionality are good tools to use. And the folks that want us to believe that, uh, they got, I, they're going to have to do a lot of explaining to me to convince me, because I just don't, I, I think it was disingenuous. Can you use them for analytical tools? Yeah, they've been used, used for that. Is that the way most people use them today? Not at all. Not at all. Welcome back to the Sword and the Trial here in the third segment. We want to consider God's commands revealed to us in His Word. And today we're considering James chapter 1, verse 19. This is what it says. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. And so we want to isolate that um, second phrase there, slow to speak. We are to be slow to speak. Now, being that we have microphones in front of us, this might be challenge, <laughs> challenging to expound this. I'm going to be slow to speak. What's involved in being slow to speak? Yeah, I think, um, again, the Proverbs are filled with warnings or instructions about this, you know, that uh, uh, fool is wanting to be quick to air his own opinions and like we, we feel like we've got something to add that just has to be said uh, rather than listening. I mean, this is the counter side to being quick to listen. You can't be quick to listen and quick to speak. So it's 
being thoughtful. Uh, sometimes people say way more than they know, or they speak more quickly than they have thought, and that's just never a good combination. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't talk beyond what you know, and that's a danger, especially when you mm-hmm. find yourself in a situation where you're expected to know or you ought to know. And so the temptation is to just spew out words mm-hmm. in order to fill up the, the space. So we're being warned here against that tendency that is within all of us. Mm-hmm. As James goes on to say about the danger of the tongue and uh, no man can fully uh, control his tongue. Well, here's an admonition of one way to do that. All right. But this commandment, again, tied right in here with the other um, commandments there in James one nineteen, be quick to hear. And then on the back end, slow to anger. Um, it strikes me that they're, they're all, the, the, the subtext is, uh, you're not God, you're not God, I'm not God. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so if, if I am too quick to speak, I end up saying really, really dumb things. That's right. <laughs> things that are not true. Um, and then when, if you're angry, well, anytime you're angry, you just really have to take your issue up with God because he is sovereign, mm-hmm. he controls all things. And if I'm sinfully angry, there's a way to not be, um, there's a way to be angry and not sin. But if I'm sinfully angry, it's because, well, I'm angry that I'm not God. Mm-hmm. If I'm quick to speak, well, I want to do what God is. God does. God is a God who speaks, creates the world. He's God is a God who speaks through his word. And I want to be able to speak, speak, speak. Um, but I don't have the knowledge that God does. So yeah. I should be slower to speak. Make sure that um, what I'm going to say, okay, this is, this is actually true and yeah. not something that I'm just making up. Proverbs 17, 28 says, Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Mm. And so, man, there's a little uh, nugget of wisdom. Just go into a group of folks and be quiet, and you will be thought to be wise rather than opening your mouth and dispelling all doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps a bit of a qualification here. It is important to notice the text doesn't say, um, you know, Close your mouth and never speak. Never speak. That's right. Um, so uh, there is a, I can see a guy going, okay, I'm really going to do this. And then he just <laughs> never says anything. Well, there's going to be times where things need to be said. But make sure that you know the truth when you're opening your mouth to address a particular situation. Thanks again for listening to the Sword and Trowel uh, conference coming up. December yeah. December 5th through the 7th. Yeah, coming up here in Cape Coral, Florida. Still time to register. Encourage you to do that. And also uh, check out the Founder Synodoc By What Standard. We are close to bringing this film project to completion. In fact, we're going to have a preview of it, a premiere of it on December the 6th during the Founders Conference here in Cape Coral. And through the generosity of one of our friends, we have an opportunity for you to make a contribution to this documentary being completed and your contribution being doubled and so there's a matching gift that's on the table but it's only on the table until thanksgiving day so i encourage you if you've considered at all supporting this work uh giving to it during this next few weeks so that we can double that gift it'll be matched and let me just say too that what we're doing with this we we're if we get more than what we budgeted and we're probably going to need more we're, we're wanting to make this documentary as widely as available as possible to as many people as possible for free and so we can do that if we get the financial support and we will do whatever we can with the 
resources that we get. So know that as you contribute to it, you are investing in helping to educate people throughout not just the United States but around the world on what some of the great challenges are right now to evangelical Christianity. If you've not watched the four-minute trailer and the 14-minute preview, you can go to founders.org and click under the Founder Synodoc and watch those as well. It'll give you a good idea of what's coming. Thanks again for listening to The Sword and the Trial. 